It's time for the Give Me Zone on the ref. 11. Now this is a 12, guys. Now he's got to start worrying about qualifying for next year's Open and the Masters here. He's lost this tournament. He'll end up selling Countess Maritimes and renting golf carts the rest of his life. We're talking PGA, college, high school, local courses, and the latest golf news. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Yeah. Okay, you can own it. Now, it's time for three tremendous slouches. Well, we're waiting. Brian Vineyard, Josh Helmer, and Matt Reynolds. Good morning. Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. It is Players Week. Not a Players Week, maybe, that we're all totally accustomed to. Weather has been wild out at the players. They've just officially finished round one and round two set to get resumed and underway 11 o'clock local time for us so 12 o'clock out at the course and it's Tommy Fleetwood Tom Hoagie and Bryce Garnett that are tied atop the leaderboard at six under par Josh Elmer alongside Matt Reynolds and Brian Vineyard as always gentlemen good morning good morning good morning it is definitely a different week and and they haven't all finished they're still I believe about 12 that are, are still playing today, and they're not playing right now because they still have a ways to go, unfortunately. Weather has been wild Weather's out there, Brian. crazy. No, it's crazy, Josh. You know, it looked like the rough was really lush out there, so you it's going to be a premium on hitting fairways this week. But the flip side of that is with those soft greens, they might be flag hunting. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy to have you alongside with us. We welcome in now to the show, right off the top, Andy Dillard, our guest. Every week, we appreciate him being gracious with us. Andy, you're the perfect person to ask. The players this week, it's been an interesting start to this tournament. How do you, as a player, handle it when you have these types of weather delays throughout the week? Well, you you have to be very open-minded. Um you have to be comfortable in your own skin. You have to realize on a day like today, the wind's blowing 20 out of the northwest, which is a, a very strong wind and an unusual direction. Um, the full It's going to be a total test of perseverance, perseverance today. So uh, uh, it's going to be to handle adversity. You don't know what a good score is. My guess is four or five over for the day is going to be a good score. Andy, we've got 15 groups that have not finished their first round, and we're sitting here on a Saturday morning. It's 10 o'clock our time, but it's 11 where they're at playing the tournament. I just, you don't see this very often, but I I wonder can any of these guys who are in that late, early uh, shift where they're going to have to finish this first round and immediately go into the second round? Does that put them at a huge disadvantage to win this tournament and possibly knock them out of contention just based on the fact that they got a lot of holes of golf to play here in a row? I think it puts them at a disadvantage. Um, you know, nobody ever said life was fair and it's not supposed to be and it's not going to be. Some guys are going to get a good break in this tournament going late today. The guys going early, uh, they got a difficult draw. Now, you can... You can understand that and real, realize that and go with it, or you can sit there and cry and whine, uh, which is going to do you no good. So uh, you just go with the flow and, and go with the hand you've been dealt and do the best you can. 
Well, Andy, you're familiar with a lot of Pete Dye courses, you know, and Pete Dye courses, just like most courses, are typically designed for your normal prevailing wind. And you mentioned it early on, we're going to have this strong northwest wind, which is going to be a colder wind, which probably keeps the temperature down. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't that make 17 kind of right into the wind now? Instead of being a flip wedge, you might be looking at a 9 or a knockdown 8. Yes, I believe 17 and 18 are into the wind. If 17 is, 18 is. Um, you know, on the flip side, 16 will be downwind. So uh, any wind on those holes makes it difficult. Both 18 is much more difficult than 17. So uh, any wind makes it difficult. Um, going to be very interesting very interesting to watch this tournament today. Uh, it's, it's it's like going at an intersection knowing there's fixing to be multiple wrecks one after the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. You know, I'll tell you what, having played that course, I stood on that 18th tee, and that is one of the scariest tee shots you can ever hit, is it not? Yes, it is, and especially if you're one of the guys up near the lease. Um at the end of the day, you've got to pick your spot. Imagine what shot you're going to hit and hit it, and hopefully it turns out good for you. Uh, you start worrying about it, worrying about where it might go or whatever, disaster uh, is going to strike, and it's going to cost you big. Andy Dillard in the house with us. It's the Gimme Zone. Happy Saturday, everybody, right here on The Ref. It's the Pete Rose conversation, Andy. Since it's Players Week, we always hear this conversation. It's the game's fifth major. Should it be a major? Where do you stand in regards to that with the players? Wow, what a question. I don't think there is a good answer. Uh, The Players' Championship is the best field in the world the entire year. You get the top 150 best players in the world. No qualifying to speak of uh, if they take the top best players and you put them on one of the best golf courses that gets better year after year. Should it be a major? I don't think so. Uh, We have our four majors. um, that They are what they are. Uh, All of the players recognize the Players' Championship as a, a major tournament. I don't think it should be a major because when you do that, you start messing with history. And the history of golf speaks for itself. Uh, Leave it alone. It is what it is. If they did make this a major, Andy, I think the hard part is, do you go back and everybody that won the tournament here, do they add majors to it? That's that's a part that's tricky to to me. I just, yeah, and I, yeah. That, that just, yeah, it throws a wrench in a lot of things. So We don't that, need to mess with it. You look at other sports that start messing around with them, it doesn't do them any good. Look at baseball. They're, they're, they're a disaster. Uh, football, and everybody has their opinion, but the more replays we have, the more second-guessing we have, the bigger nonsense it causes. Leave, these sports are good. Leave human, human nature in them. For golf, you have your four majors, you have your history, leave it there, let the Players' Championship be the Players' Championship. Uh, so that's just my opinion. 
Well, that's, you know, Andy, I'm a purist like you, and I, I agree with that. Le- golf history speaks for itself. Let's leave it alone. On, on another note, you know, a few weeks ago we were talking about Scotty Scheffler winning his first event. Now he's won two. Is this guy quickly becoming top five player in the world, or is he already there? No, he's not. Uh, you don't you don't prove yourself and, and say you're a top five player in the world because you've had uh, a few really good weeks in a row on top of a solid start in his career. Um, I think we're too quick to say that somebody or something's the biggest and greatest of all time. Uh, if, if he plays this way over the course of a year uh, and wins four or five tournaments, over the year, sure, or possibly a major, um, absolutely. Then we've got something. But as of right now, no, keep on. You you got to prove yourself for for a period of time to be the best in the world. And he hasn't. Uh, not that he won't, because if he keeps this direction up, he will. Uh, but you got to do it for a period of time, just not the flavor of the month. Andy, give me your take on the world golf rankings and how they're done currently because I, I love that we're talking about Scotty. He's in contention this weekend. He's in one of those uh, time slots where he's still out on the course, but he's four under with just two holes left to play, so he's definitely in a good spot. If he wins this tournament and John Rahm doesn't play second, he would jump to first uh, in the world golf rankings. Do you think they need to reevaluate how we do anything with those or how much validity, I guess, do you give to those? I don't put any validity into the world golf rankings. Um, that's just me personally. If you want to rank guys, rank them on the number of tournaments they win on the PGA Tour, uh, and on the and possibly give them uh, the European Tour the second slot. But uh, world golf rankings—that's I don't know. Again, the biggest, the most important ranking is who wins the majors and who wins the most money, right? Understood. But the World Golf Rankings do get you into these tournaments. I mean, if you're top 50, you're into every major. And so that that's my that's my overall question, really, is just these World Golf Rankings are being used to get these players in these tournaments. So if the system's broke, then we've got guys that are maybe ranked too high or ranked too low that are either missing out or cashing in on a broken system. Right. I don't know. I... I, I I really don't pay attention to the world golf rankings that much, to be honest with you. Well, Andy, uh, we, we know you got a tight schedule today. Tell everybody, uh, if they want to work on their game, how they get in touch with you. 405-535-2529. That's 405-535-2529. All right. Andy, hey, thanks so much. Appreciate you being gracious with your time with us on this Saturday, and enjoy the rest of it. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the players today. Will do. Will do. Always, always enjoy the players. We've got a packed show here on the Gimme Zone for you this Saturday. Coming up here on the program, had the chance yesterday afternoon, actually, to sit down and catch up with Drew Goodman of Oklahoma Golf. He is a star on the rise for Oklahoma. Miguel Overa and Bobby Taylor from the Territory Golf Club. They're coming up bottom half of this hour to tell us about a big event out there at the Territory. And then Cody Murray, Edmund North Golf Coach, he'll be joining us in hour number two as well. It's the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref.
Time for you to slide in if you have a thought on the Players' Championship. Anything in the world of golf, we've got comments from PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan this week that were pretty fiery ahead of the players, so we can talk about that, just react to the players in general. Right here, it's the Gimme Zone on the ref. Back with you, it's the Gimme Zone right here on the ref. Josh Elmer alongside Brian Vineyard and Matt Reynolds. Of course, the Gimme Zone, as always, it's brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems, and we are pumped up to, in just a little bit, be joined by the folks out at the Territory Golf and Country Club. Big event coming up out there. We'll tell you all about it next segment. Tommy Fleetwood right there atop this leaderboard. How important is it for this guy to, Brian, break through and not only pick up, We it seems like these last couple of weeks we're always talking about somebody going for their first PGA Tour win. That would be the case for Tommy Fleetwood. We've seen him right at the top of leaderboards in major championships, and yet still does not have a PGA Tour win. And to potentially this week have that happen at the players, what would that mean, Brian? Well, obviously, like Andy said in the past, those are life-changing events when you win that first event on the PGA Tour. You know, he's won European events, a bunch of them. But I'll tell you this, we talked about him last week. I said, that's who I'm fearful was going to come out of the pack and win. He almost did. He just keeps knocking on the door, knocking on the door. That guy has tremendous talent. He great ball striker, tremendous driver of the ball. He's going to win. It's going to change the course of, you know, his life. You know, he's all obviously already very successful. But if you win the players – in my mind, you know, that has a lot more prestige than some of the majors because it's a harder golf course. So, Matt, what do you think? $3.6 million, that's what I think. I know the guy's got <laughs> yeah. a lot of money, but, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money. The biggest purse ever in the history. And I think that's what this tournament is. It is a very, very hard golf course. Uh, and Sometimes even TV doesn't really do it justice of how tough it can be, I feel like. But on top of all that, you throw in some wind, you throw in some rain. He's he's you know he's not really had to deal with all these elements. Uh, he's got really fortunate. He finished his round early, and like I alluded to with Andy, Josh, I think that the winner of this tournament is going to be somebody that played early on Thursday and was able to get done. Or if it's going to be one of the guys that didn't get done, it's probably somebody that's on 17 or 18 that's only going to have to play 20 holes of golf today. Versus, there's guys out there that are going to play. They're only on their third or fourth hole. And they're going to have to play basically two rounds of golf today, back-to-back in, by the way, I might add, 25 to 40 mile an hour wins. Yeah, it uh, obviously becomes that much more difficult for those guys. Massive disadvantage for them. Nothing you can really do about that other than you just kind of got the unfortunate tee time this week mm-hmm. with, uh, with the weather. The conversation, and I know you shared some of your thoughts last segment, but the conversation about this – potentially as a fifth major again evergreen topic that's why I say it's the Pete Rose conversation it it will come up year after year after year and really I don't expect the players at any point in time to become recognized as a fifth major but where do you guys sort of just generally fall in that conversation I'm I'm with Brian I don't think it should be Uh, I think it's of that level, but I love the time of the year that it is. Uh, we're sitting here in early March. It's the warm up to the Masters for me. 
That's what it is. It's the warm-up to the Masters. It's a very high-level tournament. You get it in early March. You know that you've got the Masters coming up. And, and to me, Brian, that's what I love about the event is it's a great event. It's on the calendar same time every year. And it's that first event that if you missed the West Coast Swing, this is the event probably you start paying attention to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it is a great tune-up for the Masters as far as the quality of the field. Now, the Masters field's not as deep like Andy alluded mm-hmm. to because guess what? It's an invitational so what you end up with is the best players in the world playing on one of the toughest Pete Dye golf courses. And Pete Dye golf courses are always difficult and challenging, and they force you to play your best golf. Otherwise, you're probably going to shoot a really big number. I mean, let's keep in mind, like other Pete Dye courses, Oak Tree National, right? If you look at the course rating – it's it's one as of the hardest as USGA gives, right? Yep. yep. Uh, PGA West. I mean, you name any course the guy's designed, he makes you get up on that tee box and feel uncomfortable. And if you feel uncomfortable in the game of golf, it's going to be hard to play well. It's going to be hard to play well. You really got to trust your shot, trust what you can do. You know, for me, as a viewer, I know maybe some casual folks would think differently. It's kind of like in basketball – you like seeing three-pointers made or you like seeing games played in in the 100s or whatever. Or in baseball, you like seeing home runs, right? Mm -hmm. You like seeing birdies, eagles, all that sort of stuff. I'm the opposite. I'm fine. I don't mind a pitcher's duel in golf. I like when the course challenges challenges these guys. I like it when the scorecards get a little messy out there. So I think we're in in store for what should be a very interesting weekend rolling into, it sounds like, Monday now. I think it could be Tuesday, guys, and this is something we should talk about later on in the show, but if you're the PGA Tour, do you try to fit everything in Monday and then leave yourself a few holes on Tuesday? That's not good for viewing, so at this point, let's see how much golf they get finished. They were supposed to start at 11, and to my knowledge, I don't think anyone's out on the course just yet because the rain just stopped, and now they got to squeegee it and you know, try to make it as best as they can. Well, you know, the interesting part, we, we this course, uh, you know, these conditions magnify the difficulty of this golf course. You know, it is designed for a south wind, not a northwest wind. And when you get that northwest wind, you get the colder temperatures. Colder temperature affects the ball flight. How far the ball flies when the temperature gets below 60 is impacted. And, you know, as viewers, Josh, you alluded to, you know, being uncomfortable you know, so often on this golf course, the viewership gets focused on, you know, 16, 17, and 18. You know, that just tends to be what the television crews show so many of their groups coming through. The island green, right? We hear all mm-hmm. and all and all about the island green. But but there are a number of tremendously difficult holes on this golf course. Some of them on the front nine that there's some par three, there's a par three on the front nine. That's all you want. I mean, it's ridiculous because these greens are just like typical or many Pete Dye courses. They're small. So there's a premium on accuracy and you get all these mounds around the greens that look like have really deep rough this year. It's not always that deep, but the rough looks really deep this year, so they've had a lot of water. So well, and with that rain, whew, it's only going to be growing. Yeah. Tom Hoagie, off to another good start. He is one of those golfers out there, Matt, that, as you were talking about, in a fortunate spot here, had a great first round. He's tied atop the leaderboard, six under par, and more importantly than that, he's finished with round one. The uh, – 
some of the other top names toward the top of the board, Joaquin Neiman continues to play really, really well. He's finished up with his first round, five under par. And how about our man, Abe Answer, four under par? Abe's in a great spot, guys, because he finished early. He was able to get done. And now he's not. He this second wave, they've got to finish their second round or their first round, and then they're the next ones that play their second round. So he may not even play today. He may start up to late today or uh, early tomorrow. But I love where he's at. He's had to you know really dodge some of this weather as well, especially the wind today. So he's in a promising spot. Uh, Brian, where do you think the the winner of this tournament? What do you think the number will be that they post? Because I don't think it's going to be a crazy like fifteen under. No, no, we've had some in the past where it went pretty low here, but with this northwest wind and it's supposed to be cold and windy tomorrow as well, I you might see over par. I mean, you really could. And so I'll tell you this. I love our guy Abe, right? Abe has a great opportunity on this golf course because this golf course does not favor bombers because of the rough and how tight it gets. So it's a premium on hitting it straight chipping and putting, and that's Abe answer. If you do not hit it straight at TPC Sawgrass, I would tell you do not go because you will, <laughs> you will absolutely not enjoy. not enjoy it. But if you can hit it straight, and this is a course, Brian, where I would say, hey, if you got a 190 club that's working versus the 250 club is not, hit that 190 all day and keep that ball in the grass where it's supposed to be, and you'll be in a much better spot. I like that. brings more golfers from the field into play. I think that's exciting. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Love it when all of you get involved with the show. Via OU Architect, is it really worth the five bills to play TPC Sawgrass? Thought about it last year, but decided my son and I would get more rounds in at Hilton Head. Thoughts? You want to go first? Well, you know, it's hard to justify any golf course being worth five bills because I think a lot of these premium golf courses – you know, it's getting ridiculous on the cost because I think one of the aspects used to be for a player's course or a TPC course is that the general public could get on. But I feel like they're artificially pricing out most of the general public. But I'll tell you, there's a few courses out there that five bills are worth it. I probably wouldn't pay five bills for TPC, maybe Shadow Creek, but not TPC. I'm on the opposite. I would pay, I would pay it for a few reasons, and the number one reason is I'm not saying every time you go to Jacksonville you should pay five bills to go play this course, but if you got an opportunity to play it once, there's just not many courses the public gets an opportunity to play that are on the PGA Tour, much less. We've, we're talking about, is this a major? Okay, let's. it's not a major. It's the fifth best tournament, then, at least. It's in the top five of tournaments. So for that reason alone, I would say go play it. Just have your golf game in good shape. And the 17th Island Green, it's it's what it's made out to be. I, I loved that stretch of 16 through 18. 18, as you we've talked about, that tee shot is, whew, I don't care whether you hit a cut, a draw, whatever you hit, it's hard. It's really, really hard. The second shot there is hard, especially depending on where you are. But it's it's a fun and challenging course. Uh, but it, it's fun to me just because there's not too many times, Josh, where you get the opportunity to go play a course of that level. So would I be paying $500 every month? You, sh- you should not do that. But $500 one time, uh, bucket list thing, I would say yes. Save that cash up one time, TPC Sawgrass. I, I think I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, if you 
if you're a golf nut and you want to play somewhere that the PGA Tour guys play, I think it's worth it one time to to, to pay that $500. Now, am I suggesting make that a regular occurrence? Probably not. The clubhouse, I, w- I will say, too, There's there's been places I've paid $500 before where the course is great, but the experience kind of sucks. They, they did a pretty solid job. It wasn't the best job I've ever seen, but they did a pretty good job. The clubhouse is nice, and you get to see exactly, you know, when these players are coming in, what they're dealing with. And, oh, by the way, it is the player's course. There's typically somebody there that's Corn Ferry guy, PGA Tour guy. When I played, I had uh, three Corn Ferry guys that are all now on the tour playing right in front of me. So it you have that opportunity every now and then. And, like I said, it's just something that you you don't get around too often that's public keyword public although yes brian they kind of price a lot of people out yeah no and then that's an experience i mean you're paying for the ability for that to be part of the experience for you we're doing a break here we've got a big segment coming up next we'll welcome in miguel alvera and bobby taylor from the territory golf and country club we tell you about this awesome course every single week one of the top 10 rated courses in oklahoma year after year after year out in Duncan. They've got a big event coming up. We'll tell you all about that next right here. It's the Gimme Zone on the ref. Welcome back to the Gimme Zone here with Josh Helmer and Matt Reynolds. You know, we've got a great segment and guests coming up. One of our fabulous sponsors. We have our folks from the territory. Welcome, Miguel. How are you? Good morning. How's it going? You know, it's going really good today, other than the snow on the ground, right? I mean, what kind of weather is this? We thought we were turning the corner. No, we we ain't got no snow down here. Come down here and play some golf. Oh, there we go. There we go. Don't tempt me now. I tell you what, (laughs) tell me what's going on down there. Don't you, haven't you guys uh, just expanded some hours? Tell everybody what's going on down there. Yes, sir. So, yeah, we we got some pretty cool events coming up. We uh, actually extended our hours to... uh, for the uh, lunch and dinner at the pre house. We're open Tuesday and Thursdays, but actually we're open on Saturdays now. So come on out on Saturday and enjoy a good meal on, at, for dinner or lunch. Well, I'll tell you what, I've eaten out there and the food's fantastic for you folks that haven't been out there. And, you know, while the food's great, the golf's even more spectacular. Right now, you guys have a big event coming up, right, with Under Armour? Yes, sir. So yeah, I got I got Bobby Taylor here. He's a uh, he's the regional director for Under Armour, and uh, but uh, yeah, we're looking to grow junior golf here at, at the territory. And uh, I'll let, t- uh, let Bobby uh, give some more info about that uh, golf tournament. Welcome, Bobby. Well, the exciting thing is is we brought it to Oklahoma, and that's kind of the big deal. Is uh, Under Armour is is uh, starting to shift from the East Coast towards towards the West Coast, and. Uh, we captured it, and 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 I I told him I said we'll do it, but we're gonna we're gonna test it out in Southwest Oklahoma, and it's it's gonna be fun. Uh, we did we did one tournament, it was pretty good. We had 57 kids show up uh, from ages six to eight, nine to eleven, twelve to fourteen, and fifteen to eighteen. Uh, they're playing against each other, so it's not boys on the on their own. It's boys and girls, uh, and we got some shooters out there. Lowest score was 36, and that was a six year old, which I'm proud to say that he's our member out here. His name's Eli Seals. Wow. That is amazing. Hey, Bobby, what was it about the Territory Golf Club that made this the right venue for this type of event? And then just Under Armour's commitment to getting involved at the junior level, why is that important? Well, Under Armour, uh, 
reached out to me and said, you know, we're seeing a lot of your kids travel out of state and playing our tournaments in Dallas and Houston and Wichita and all over the all over the other states and and my name got by named and I've been in junior golf for 27 years and they said uh would you think it's the right place and I said you know we have two of the best schools in Oklahoma that produce some of the best golfers that go to the PGA Tour so that should answer your question alone sir the course, as it sets up uh, for these young guys, for a six-year-old to go out and do that, that's just phenomenal, whether he's a member or not. That's that's crazy awesome. So, obviously, there's some kids out there that are having some great success. Uh, w- this program that you're building, it's always wonderful when you have success, but it, it sounds like it's something that you're just trying to grow the game more than anything at all of these younger ages, get these guys involved, and keep them involved in golf as they go through Oh, absolutely. The, the biggest thing we push at Under Armour is we're trying to get kids into colleges. Um, the reason why we play nine holes instead of 18 is Jordan Spieth sat down on it with the board and he said, if you play six nine-hole tournaments to qualify for a, a college-level tournament, you're going to be shaking in your boots a little bit because when you go out to, to qualify each time, you, you don't get the back nine to fix problems. You have to do it right then and there. So we're seeing this uh, – how the kids are having to learn to play and play their best out the gate. And so this, by doing this, the top, the top eight kids from each group that I named out can get a chance to go play 18 holes at Disney world and, and might get to meet Jordan's speed. So that's kind of some of the reasons that we're doing it. But the biggest reason is, is we're trying to get the push for the game one and only, and for the kids to get ed- education. Uh, Under Armour does give, juniors and seniors uh, scholarships for golf. So I, I think that's pretty cool, especially in Oklahoma. Yeah, Bobby, I mean, you hit on something. Junior golf's been fantastic in Oklahoma for a number of years. I mean, you know, I was a part of it 40-plus years ago, and it was fantastic then. You're sitting there playing against, you know, guys that ended up playing again at OSU and OU. And so it's been fantastic. And, I, and the game of golf is really blossomed again post-COVID uh, in Oklahoma. And I love Under Armour's commitment to golf because not a lot of big sporting company names jumped on golf early. And I love the fact that they're committed to golf. I mean, obviously Nike did with Tiger, but for Under Armour to come in with Jordan and make that commitment says a, it's a strong statement. Tell me your thoughts on that and why that's important that they be involved at the level they are. Well, the, the CEO of Under Armour just cares, uh, and he's willing to go out and help the future of America basically get started because the game, he's, he's literally figured out that you need this game to kind of do what you need to do in life. I've always thought that. It's a great networking tool. It's a great business tool. And if you're teaching a six-year-old all the way up that he can, he or she can go out and learn how to network and get things done, uh, it's very important because we're losing a lot of those skills by just looking at our phones. And you, there's a lot of life lessons that you can learn on a golf course, and it's, it's great that folks are literally coming to see us to start their journey with the territory and Under Armour. Miguel Olvera and Bobby Taylor in the house with us right here on the Gimme Zone on the Ref, talking about extended hours out at 
the Territory Golf and Country Club there in Duncan, and of course the Under Armour Junior Tour event. That will be on April 2nd. Miguel, before we get you guys out of here, we're constantly singing the praises of the territory, but what can folks expect when they come out to Territory Golf and Country Club to play around there, and what can you tell them about membership opportunities? Yeah, so, yeah, we offer really good uh, membership opportunities out here starting at as low as 150 uh, a month. So we offer really great memberships. Uh, course is in great shape. I mean, even going through this winter, it's uh, it's uh, in, in three winter storms. Pretty much, it's in really great shape. And we're actually doing some upgrades to the uh, to the swimming pool, which it's which uh, it should attract some social memberships. Uh, we we're doing a brand new project at the swimming pool, replastering it, and uh, getting it ready for the uh, upcoming season. That is important. Getting that swimming pool ready to roll for the summer. It's sneaking up on us. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because at a country club, of course, the golf is a big deal, but not everybody in the family sometimes is a golfer. And there's other things, obviously, that you guys offer that are, uh, you know, able to be used. At, at You talk about the pool, but with the pool, you got to have some good food, too. That's correct, yeah. Well, Miguel, yeah. you know, the, the food, food that Chef does out here is is phenomenal. I mean, it's second to none. It, you're, you're just having good food at the pool. We all know that's a, that's important because you're burning calories. And uh, not only that, you know, we we have a pretty nice bar. Yeah, I was going to say, I, you know, sometimes people want to go to the pool and have a few libations as well, right? We can accommodate to that. Well, that sounds like a plan. I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I can I can't speak for the pool part, but I can speak for the golf part. The golf part is all you want, and it's challenging and fun, and it's just a tremendous layout. I just enjoy it, and you know, for you guys, I think you have just a unique setting, and you're still close enough to the, the metro area to draw all those people in the easy drive, draw all of Southwest Oklahoma. I just think it's a hidden gem, and people get out there and see the territory. It's a place you want to be. Guys, thanks. Yeah. Guys, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, yeah, it's a beautiful place, and you know, it's about an hour, you know, hour south of Oklahoma City. And you know, even if you're not a member, hey, come out here, come check out the golf course. I mean, our, our rates starting as low as uh, 150. So, and uh, like I said, the golf course is in great shape, and uh, look forward to seeing uh, seeing y'all out here. Well, we look forward to talking to you both again soon as we get set for the. Armor Junior Tour event from right, th- right there out at the Territory Golf and Country Club. Hey, guys, thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good weekend. Have a good day. You too. And for those that are curious about membership opportunities, give Aaron Hess a call, 580-475-0075, extension 204. They've got an awesome course out there. The layout, of course, is terrific elevation changes the picturesque stage stand creek meandering throughout and then uh, of course we've talked about it the prairie house restaurant wrapping up our number one of the gimme zone next we'll take more of your phone calls your text messages whatever you folks want to get into and then jay monahan some comments once more on phil mickelson on the super golf league we'll dive into that next right here on the ref josh brian and matt back with you after this cody murray edmund north golf coach Right around the corner right here on the Rev. It is the Gimme Zone. Welcome back, everybody. 
Brought to us, as always, by Elite Roofing Systems. Give them a buzz here in Norman or Oklahoma City, 405-361-3094, or in Tulsa, 918-984-5475. Their website, EliteRoofOK.com, where they can help you out with any of your residential and commercial roofing needs. 20 years experience, free estimates, and they've faithfully served Norman, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, surrounding areas, you name it. Welcome back in. It's the Gimme Zone here with you on a Saturday. Jay Monahan, this Super Golf League saga, it continues to roll on, and the PGA Tour commissioner, ahead of the Players' Championship, says, hey, nothing to see here. This saga is O-V-E-R over. The PGA Tour is moving on. We have too much momentum and too much to accomplish to be continuously distracted by rumors of other golf leagues and their attempts to disrupt our players, our partners, and most importantly, our fans from enjoying the tour and the game we all love so much. I am grateful for the strong support our top players have shown recently and publicly, and I'm extremely proud that we've turned the conversation around to focus on what we do best, delivering world-class golf tournaments with the best players to the best fans all while positively impacting the communities in which we play. All right, so I saw you shaking your head over there, Matt. Put your finger on the bleep button. He is full of a lot of crap. I mean, it just to me, this guy, he talks about this thing's over. This thing's so far from over, it's not funny. There's no chance this is over. And here's why. Somebody, the Saudis, the problem with the Saudis is that people didn't want to get behind them because of who they are. Somebody's going to come along with just as much money or enough money to make this thing happen. This idea is going to happen. There's been too much talk for it not to happen. It's been going on for the past few years. It's going to happen, and people forget PGA Tour, how it has come to be what it is, is players broke away from something they were a part of, Brian. So it's not like this hadn't happened before in some iteration. And I'm not saying that PGA Tour is going to be dead, I'm just saying there's going to be another league come about at some point. A team version is going to happen. Well, I think you're right, Matt. It's it, it obviously is in his best interest to say that this thing's dead and put to bed and all that. But the reality is it's not. Uh, the The players don't have the control in golf that they do in other sports. And so at some point... They're going to exert that, and I think the Saudi connection was probably a bad setup. Mm-hmm. So what happens when, say, some multi-billionaire comes along and says, I'm going to throw my money, and we're going to create the best golf league out there, even if we only have eight or ten events? Exactly. That's that's what I think it'll be. I don't think it's going to be a lot of events. It could be six. It could be five. But these guys are going to go to where the money is. That's just the reality, and everyone who speaks out about it, it cracks me up because – you guys are all the same people that go to the Middle East and get paid these fees just to show up. So don't give me this bull crap of all this thing's dead when it's not. And by the way, the Saudis, they happen to still be running the Asian tour. So it's not like they're just, oh, they're not even involved in golf anymore. They're just out of this thing. No, they're still running a freaking tour over there. He had some other interesting comments, I thought, too. He was asked, I'll, I'll pull the cut. We're running out of time in hour number one here, and obviously – want to have plenty of time for coach coming up at the top of next hour but he 
Jay Monahan was straight up asked, how are these lawsuits going to play out in this situation? Do you do you see it getting to that point? And he tried to pour a cool drink of water all over that, but like you said, Matt, I'm with you. N- not even just in the sense of, hey, will – Will there be another league, or is this league going to happen? I don't think – I think that's far from being done or decided, but just the the legal side of this I think could be far from decided as well. It, it could be, and as someone at, in the past year of my life has gone through this a little bit, I will say this. There's one thing about America that I know. It's that we're not a, a dictatorship. You can't just own people that are contract workers. That's not how life works. These guys, they're, they're players. They can go wherever the heck they want. And, yes, I know right now they're asking for permission to go to these places. But the reality is the tour's always told them, yeah, you can go over there in the Middle East and play. There's a reason they've always said yes. Because if they start saying no, there's going to be a revolt of some sort at some point. There's going to be a change. Let's talk some Edmund North golf. Next, Cody Murray joins us on the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. It's time for the Give Me Zone on the ref. 11. Now this is a 12, guys. Now he's got to start worrying about qualifying for next year's Open and the Masters here. He's lost this tournament. He'll end up selling Countess Maritais and renting golf carts the rest of his life. We're talking PGA, college, high school, local courses, and the latest golf news. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Yeah. Okay, you can own it. Now, it's time for three tremendous slouches. Well, we're waiting. Brian Vineyard, Josh Helmer, and Matt Reynolds. Well, welcome back to hour two of the Gimme Zone here with Matt Reynolds and Josh Helmer. I don't know about you guys, but that cut from Caddyshack makes me laugh every time, and I've heard it a million times. How funny is that? It's as good as it gets, guys, and it's just one of those, if, if you've watched that movie, if you haven't watched that movie and you're listening to this show, by God, as soon as we're off, you you got to go watch the movie, so get that done. But it's it just plays in your mind, and it's just too good. I, I date myself, Josh, a lot of times being the old guy, and you sit there and talk to people, in their some in their 30s, and they're like, Never heard of that movie. How can you have watched movies and not seen Caddyshack, right? Yeah, no, that that would be a criminal offense as far as I'm concerned. And it does put you in a good mood on a Saturday, no doubt about that. This will put everybody in a pleasant mood as well as we welcome in from Edmund North. It's the coach, Cody Murray. Coach, thanks for joining us on this Saturday. How we doing? Doing well. Well, tell us, how's everything going so far? Uh, so far, going good. I was hoping just to sit here and maybe keep talking about Caddyshack. Hey, we can do that, to. Coach. If, you, if you've if you got some hot takes on Caddyshack, by all means. I do. I agree that we're just we're getting too far away from people enjoying that movie. I bet if I went to my golfers and asked them about it, I don't know if any of them really watch it that much. That's probably, you know, that's, that's concerning, I feel like. I think we need to bring that movie back a little bit. Well, Coach, you know, it's that movie and Tin Cup. You you really need to watch oh, yeah. those two if you're a golfer because, you know, Tin Cup's got that great teaching moment, you know, ball, ball, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, I told you to lay up. Just win the tournament laying up. Well, exactly. Hey, Coach, thank you for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Your program has, for a long period of time, produced some of the top golfers around the state, won multiple titles. Tell us 
who your top players are this year and what kind of a couple of the big tournaments that you're looking forward to, to heading out to as spring progresses. Oh, yeah, we've definitely had some great success. Uh, we have a really strong group this year. We lost a little bit from our state uh, tournament team from last year. We lost some seniors, but they've been replaced uh, really well. i got a current senior right now, Carson Blazer. He's had a, a brother come through the program. He's, he's been around for a while. He's, he's a senior who was on the state tournament team last year, um, stepped up as a, as a leader for me. Kind of When I took over, I brought him in to my room and said, hey, you know, we lost – lost some seniors, you know, you're kind of the, the lone senior back from the state tournament team. As I asked him kind of what he saw his, his role to be, and the first thing out of his mouth, he said, you know, he wants to be a leader. He knows there was kind of a vacuum there in that senior class with the three guys leaving, and he, he stepped up as a as a vocal leader, kind of helping out everything, taking over that role. Uh, I got a guy, a sophomore named Parker Sands. Um, he's currently the, the one bag coming out of qualifying. Uh, just a great, great golfer, very solid goes out there, can go low just about every day I put him out there, just works hard, you know, excellent, excellent golfer. Got another junior named Bo Burton. He was also on the state tournament team last year, currently sitting right there at the, at the two-bag, coming out of qualifying and, and after our first tournament. Another guy that can, can definitely go out there, and I, I know what I'm going to get from him, extremely, extremely consistent. So those three guys have, have kind of stepped in right there as the three, the three guys coming back from last year's state championship, fivesome, so – Good group. Coach, the run the program went on from 2005 to 2018 is just absolutely remarkable. And obviously, unfortunately, due to COVID, you had that year, and then you get back on track uh, with mm-hmm. just having a tournament, being able to play uh, in 2021. What is it about Edmond North and Edmond as a city that just makes it uh, a little bit of a, a golf heaven at that uh, younger age and it's produced some of the best golfers we've had in our state? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, because of the amount of courses that we have in Edmond and the fact that we have, you know, Oak Tree and Oak Tree National uh, there, you know, PGA level courses and stuff. You know, the, the players that we get can get into golf pretty early. I mean, you can pick up golf anytime, but like any sport, the earlier you can pick it up and really sort of fall in love with it, the better it can be. And I get guys coming in who have been doing this, you know, since they were six, seven years old. And, it's just it's they're they're ate up with it, you know, and that's the thing they love they love the minutia of it, they love the the little part of it. They, you know, they're going out and grinding the stuff that you don't necessarily think of when you, you think golf. You know, you know, guys want to go golf. It's hey, let's go out, get some buddies, we'll go go play a little bit. And these guys are, you know, I'm going to go spend an hour on the short range, just chipping and putting. I'm going to do the the boring stuff. I'm going to do the the underneath stuff that you don't really think about that that you'll work on they they love that stuff they eat that up and that's where they can start to separate themselves i very rarely have to you know prod them to to work on what they need to work on i don't have to say hey you know you were you know all over the place off the tee the other day you probably need to work on your your driver a little bit they they're already there they're already a step ahead of me they know exactly what they got to do i'm just there almost like you know training wheels from there they they've got what they they know what they want to do, and they go out and they attack it. And that's something that mentality they have is is something they take a lot of pride in. Cody Murray, Edmund North golf coach, in the house with us right here on the Gimme Zone. 
Coach, I-, I like the way that Matt phrased that. It has been golf heaven here in the state of Oklahoma. 17 state championships since 1994. That run that Matt was talking about as well. 13 of 14 state championships from 05 to 2018. So the success, the, the big-time success, team success, it's all there. I'm just curious from your perspective, what advantages does that give to your program in terms of building a consistent winner when you get it rolling like that? And, I mean, is, is there any added pressure or are there some drawbacks or some challenges that you see with having that type of success? I know it's everybody wants that success, right? So any sort of drawback, that's maybe a little bit of a crazy question to ask. But right. what are the pros and cons of going on that type of run? Uh, I mean, there's definitely some pros. I mean, when you get to the level that we are, it's not like, you know, Alabama football where we can you win a cha- championship and then you can recruit and have more kids come to you. We we have the kids that are in our district come to us. We've just been very blessed with having some great golfers come through. But it does open the doors. It sort of winning breeds winning. So when a group wins a couple state titles, the underneath the younger classes see that and they see how they – went about doing the work. So there's no mystery as to what it takes to get there. We're not sort of, you know, throwing things against the wall to see what sticks. We have procedures and things that we work on that have tested true and have worked. So those get to be passed down and they get to sort of continue that. So that's sort of in-house. Very rarely do we have to try something new necessarily. We do, but we have things that have worked so we can kind of continue and fold the new guys into our, our systems. As far as pressure, there definitely is that. I mean, the guys know that it's going to be a feather in, in a lot of schools' cap if they could be able to beat us at a tournament or to maybe be able to win a state championship. So there is some pressure there. Now, pretty much all the pressure in golf is, is internal. Um, it's not going to be a deal where, you know, we're playing against a really good team, you know, jinx, let's say, and they get hyped up and they can't play really good defense against us like a, a basketball team. You know, they're not in the locker room, you know, trying to stop us. It's still what you take care of, you know, in yourself. But, you know, that being said, it, it's golf is an extremely tough mental game by itself. And when you know that you're sort of out in front of everybody and everyone's kind of gunning for you, that adds a little pressure. And luckily our guys are, have worked on that uh, throughout their lives. They've, you know, done really well. You know, making sure to, to keep that mental edge because it does add a little bit of pressure you know, at each tournament. All right, Coach, I'm going to give you a little pressure here on this Saturday morning because right. I want to hear your thoughts on – now, this is a testy one. you you got to answer this the right way. But give me your thoughts right. on who's chasing you this year that really you have the target. Everybody knows that Edmund North is the favorite year in and you're out typically – who are some of those programs that are right on your heels that are trying to give you a run for your money in 6A? Uh, in 6A, um, it's a lot of, you know, we get kind of the usual suspects. You know, Norman North will always run a, a pretty good program out there. They've got a new coach uh, this year, Ryan Rainier. I know he's doing a good job with them. And those guys getting to play out at Jimmy Austin, they do a, a good job. Um, Owasso uh, was the team. The two years recently that we have not won, State, we're both won by Owasso, so they're always going to be one that uh, is up there with us. Um, as far as what I've seen this year, uh, Jinx has a really strong program this year. They were second place last year. Uh, we went into the second day with them, and I believe we were up about 17 shots, 
uh, and they had actually gained a couple shots on us before the rain came in. So they were sitting there at second place, making a little bit of a move before the rain happened. And I know that's something I, I can almost guarantee those, those players remember that all year. And they know that uh, they were right there. And they were actually at the only tournament we've done this year as a varsity. Jinx was there with us, and they finished right behind us. So they are a very strong program. They returned a lot of people from last year. So from what I've seen, they're going to be one definitely that's going to be out there, you know, right there with us, right there with, with all the top 6A programs. Really good, really good program up there in Jinx. Well, Coach, I know a lot of the tournaments start get fired up right after spring break here. Tell us, uh, tell us the events that you guys are going to be playing in. Uh, yeah, we actually have uh, three tournaments uh, coming out of spring break. We got a, a PC North Invitational, which I'm going to send a, a varsity two out of a second group two. And then on the Tuesday after spring break, we have the 5A State Preview, which is going to be out at Jimmy Austin. This year State's at Jimmy Austin. So Norman North and Norman got together, and they're going to have the, the preview round this Tuesday, which is one that, uh, you know, it's a good chance. It's a little early. You know, the course will play a little different later on in the year in May, but we get a chance to, to get a look at Jimmy Austin, go out there and play a little bit and see what it's like, see what we can do to get a bit of an idea what's going what's gonna to happen there at the, the middle of May when it, when it really uh, wraps up. I know Matt asked a little bit this question about what sort of the landscape of 6A golf looks like. Coach, how is just the general state of the game of golf in Oklahoma right now in your estimation? Golf in Oklahoma is – fantastic and it is ramping up quite a bit local guys going out uh to you know colleges doing well okay even you know this doesn't necessarily tie to um high school golf but even the the college golf you see the guys the osu guys the ou guys out there on the pga tour um you know doing well finishing top 10 oklahoma golf like is a very good level right now it's, it's only increasing and we're kind of a little hidden gem here I feel like, you know, you think Arizona, Florida, but, I mean, some strong golf coming out of Oklahoma. As far as the high school level, um, you know, probably in years past, 10, 20 years ago, there was one school. It was, you know, North would be the school that would win it. You know, when uh, McGreevy would come through Santa Fe, they would have a chance. But now, across the board, all 6A schools, everyone's got, you know, one or two, one or two dudes at least that can go out there and go real low. Like it is, there's a, a great deal of parity starting to, to creep in just with the increased uh, exposure of golf, the popularity of golf, what's going on, you know, with the, with the PGA Tour, the local guys. It's Golf in Oklahoma is, is as healthy as it's ever been, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Well, before we let you get out of here, I got to assume you might have two basketball games to watch today because Evan North could pull yeah. off two championships today, boys and girls. Sure. How about that? That's fantastic. I'll be heading down to Lord Noble here pretty quick to watch the girls and boys. That's just really a great deal. I mean, they're they've been good all year, and and just to to be there, you get to that single elimination tournament. You know, I was a baseball coach for 13 years, and we were able to get one there. But it, it's different. Playoff playoffs is different when you know it's it's one and done. Here we go, games three days in a row. It's just it's a different atmosphere. Lord Noble is going to be cranked up tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. Coach, before we get you out of here, one more from me as well. What you touched on with Oklahoma and, and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma yep. State historically has been 
one of the most prestigious programs in golf. Of course, the run that OU's on right now where they've won three consecutive tournaments, had a bunch of individual champions already this spring and fall, and a recent national championship and then a runner-up for a, a national championship just last year. You talked about what that means for Oklahoma and the, the type of run that the state is on. Can you drill a little deeper for us? How does that affect the high school game, and why is that important? Well, I mean, for our golfers, you know, everyone here, it's always been OSU. You know, you think about, like, in another sport, you know, I, I used Alabama's example before. All the high school football players in Alabama can work and see that their goal is to go to Alabama or Auburn. In football in Oklahoma, you know, for years you want to work to go to Oklahoma. If we didn't have as strong of, of college golf programs as we do, I don't know if there would be as much trickle down to the high school level of, you know, seeing what good golf looks like, where you can go. Uh, if I'm sitting here, you know, in, in Moore, and I'm a pretty good golfer, but there's not an OU or an OSU in state as far as a good golf program, does it, does it look like something I want to, to pursue? Is that a good carrot on the end of the stick? But when our 15, 16-year-old you know, amateur kids know that, hey, if I get good at golf, I can go to a prestigious golf program that's also right here in my state that I've been a fan of. You know, it gives them that extra motivation to to raise that. So sort of the rising tide raises all ships. The level of college golf we have here will end up raising the, the level of young amateur golf around their state, which will then also sort of in the middle raise the level of high school golf. Well, Cody, hey, thanks so much for taking time out for us, Coach, on this Saturday. And obviously, best of luck this spring. We can't wait to follow and watch all of you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. We'll do it again soon, Coach. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, guys. Cody Murray, Coach out at Edmond North. And, Matt, all they do is win championships, it seems like. Uh, they do. They do. I see uh, their young ones out there at Oak Tree, and they stripe it. They Like he said, they've got two varsities. He kind of – you know, skated by there with, yeah, we're going to send the the second team over there. The second, he didn't say JV. He said the second varsity right. team to Putnam City North. That just tells you how loaded they are. It's it's on a different level out there. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be exciting. I love that Norman North is particularly on the rise here, and it's at Jimmy. You know, maybe we can get a, a Norman North, Edmund North rivalry, and then obviously the Owasso rivalry and Jinx is there. So that's that's four teams, and there's obviously many more that are going to be in contention for the state tournament. So it's going to be really, really exciting for high school golf, and we just keep turning out great golfers. Well, Josh, you know, if you look at these scores, these high school kids are shooting in these team events and the individual scores, it's mind-boggling. You know, I, I can relate to when I played, and I played with some really good players like Todd Graves and these guys that, you know, got scholarships to OU and OSU. And the scores they're shooting today are so much better than what they were. It just shows you the level of progress in golf as well as the fact that golf is now pulling athletes away from other sports to be golfers because of the opportunity at the collegiate level and professional level that golf now presents. And again, what he talked about there right at the end, what Oklahoma and Oklahoma State both have meant to high school golfers in this state. It just keeps getting better in the state of Oklahoma right now, so pretty amazing. It does, and you've got an interview here coming up with, I know, someone that Brian's played with. It's pretty darn good from uh, yeah. from right around here as well. 
Yeah, Drew Goodman, Oklahoma standout freshman golfer, is right around the corner, bottom half of this hour. Not only is he a rock star on the golf course, he was he was fantastic to talk to yesterday as well. So we've got that coming your way in just a few. When we come back, Tiger Woods, the Hall of Fame, and more Jay Monahan defending, defending the PGA Tour and saying, yeah, I guess I'll talk to Phil Mickelson. It's the Gimme Zone right here with Matt and Brian, Josh Elmer, as well right here on the ref. Back after this. I do have to laugh as we welcome you back here on the Gimme Zone right here on the ref. I should tell you this Show, as always, brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. Give them a call in Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-361-3094, or in Tulsa, 918-984-5475. The website, EliteRoofOK.com, for all of your residential and commercial roofing needs. Elite Roofing System has 20 years' experience, offers free estimates, and has faithfully served Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, the surrounding areas. You look up and you see these... Tea times on PGA Tour.com is just kind of funny. Tommy Fleetwood and Tom Hoagie slated to start their second rounds at 411 for Tommy Fleetwood and then 528 for Tom Hoagie. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be getting done because uh, the weather hasn't been good. Speaking of weather, guys, that hadn't been good, if you're a golfer, you probably haven't been able to play much. So, indoor 18, great place to get out to. Uh, it's in Oklahoma City. Uh, just uh, over near Top Golf area by Rose Creek, they've got a great uh, practice facility set up with a lot of track bands. If you ever wanted to use the same technology the pros are using, when they have bad weather, they've got it all over there. So go, uh, whether it's playing uh, an actual round of golf that I might add only takes about an hour, uh, and if you're really good, only takes about 30 minutes, or whether it's just dialing your numbers, seeing how far you hit every club. Uh, check them out. They've got over 120 courses with several of the big-time courses uh, that the PGA Tour is playing. Visit their website at indoor18.com or give them a call, 405-432-GOLF. Hey, Matt, you could probably play in 30 minutes if you'd quit using that mulligan button that they offer on that, yeah. on that uh, round. That would help. That would help the mulligan button or, you know, just, just take your drop, take your medicine. Uh, today, uh, luckily for these guys, they'll be able to move that ball out of the water into a preferred lie, at least for today. We'll, of course, be watching over the weekend into, it's going to be at least Monday, the finish of the Players' Championship and see who wins this thing when it's all said and done. One of the storylines surrounding it, though, going in, was another big name that's not playing this week, Bryson DeChambeau, another event that uh, he's missed here. Level of concern for Bryson DeChambeau, Matt, as we, I mean, we're, Getting close to the Masters here. Remember what your guy Jay Monahan was saying a couple segments ago? How that league's dead? It's not dead, folks. I don't think it's all just the injury. I think there is a legitimate part that Bryson was going to be the face of that league. And I think that there's still a good chance that maybe we don't see Bryson for a while until this league does resonate. There was talk on the tour, guys, that he wasn't ever going to play on the PGA Tour again. He was going straight to this Saudi Golf League. Well, that that part is still left to be seen, Matt, but I think he'll show for the Masters. I really do. I'd be hard. I mean, that course with his length, it sets up really well for him. So if uh, he doesn't show for the Masters, I'm going to. Well, and he said PGA Tour events, which the Masters technically does not fall underneath that. Any None of the majors do. So that True. would make some sense. 
That would be quite the wrinkle, though, if DeChambeau winds up not playing PGA Tour events. That would be the the big domino maybe that the thing needs to fall to really get momentum. Seems like, I mean, I know Jay Monahan is really selling the idea that he's got the player support here, and he's had a lot of vocal support from plenty of the game's biggest stars, but I just wonder if there isn't still some behind-the-scenes support for this thing. I'm with you. I think there is, and I, and I do think there is a legitimate injury. Last time we saw Bryson playing golf, it was ugly. I mean, he was he was out there hacking at the ball, and it was like, dude, just just dr- withdraw. Like, don't do this. It, whether it's your wrist, your back, it was so hard to tell what it was because he was swinging, and it was just like, this this doesn't look like a pro golfer's swing. What are you doing? You're like backing. It's like a, a hitter in uh, the major leagues. If he was like backing out of the box as he swings. Like, wait a second, that doesn't look right. That's about how his golf swing looked. So I do hope he comes back wherever he comes back and he's healthy because he's great for the game of golf and the PGA Tour, he's the guy that they used over the past at least year to really blow up all their social media followings because he's huge. He goes viral. He's got his own YouTube show. So he's you know a big YouTube guy and he's one of the rare golfers that we have in this day and age that has a YouTube channel and uses it regularly. Well, and I think one of the most fun things that's happened in golf the last couple of years is, of course, the Kepka-DeChambeau feud. That's healthy. That's good for the game of golf to have a couple of guys that, whether there's a little bit of showmanship and there's some Jerry Springer acting involved, I don't know, but it, it feels like there's some genuine distaste between the two, and I love it. Well, Brian, I played where they played, the Wynn Golf Club, with a caddy who actually was a four caddy for one of them, I won't say which one, but uh, the day before, just kind of the day before the match came out, they're playing a few holes there. Uh, he said he was there the whole event. And he said, Matt, I wouldn't lie to you. He goes, it's real. They hate each other. He goes, they they actually put on showmanship to like get along a little bit on camera. He said, Out, outside, he's like, kid you not, they'd be in the same you know vicinity, would not talk to each other, would not go near each other. And I think it's great for the game. We need more of that. No, I think it's awesome. I I think it would be fantastic if they paired those two guys together first round at the Masters. Give it to us. How good would that be? Oh, I think that's that's what America wants, right? That's what the world wants is to see these two guys that genuinely hate one another and to see just how they – manage that right not just how do you manage the course how do you manage playing with this person that you don't like one bit we need more of that and give me rory and phil since rory wants to be so outspoken if phil is back in the masters that's another pairing give us all the volatile pairings we can get put patrick reed with well one of the many that hate him too so you can <laughs> right just go much, down the list <laughs> pretty like, much take just... any any golfer you want and pair patrick reed with him. <laughs> pretty, pretty <laughs> He'd be but, in did you guys see what he did this week did you see where he went huh. viral? So he has a birdie putt that lip out. And, you know, it probably should have gone in, but it lipped out. It's a game of golf. On camera, he's on he's on ESPN Plus on their little thing they're doing. He literally says F you to the ball with the words and sticks his two middle fingers out at the ball on camera. And then they just cut away. They're like, oh. <laughs> it's just like, Whoops. come Tough on, man. Here. Come on. You're just killing yourself even more. 
That kind of makes me want to root for Patrick Green a little bit. He's earned a little bit hey, of uh, he's he's out of there points and brownie points well, with me here. Y- you guys know how they've mic'd up in some of these other professional sports. I think it'd be fantastic if they did it the golfers because I think we'd probably have a few bleeps. But I mean, it's you know if you know high level golfers and they talk to themselves all the time, you yeah. know after they hit a, a bad shot, it, it's you know you're like, come on, Phil, you know? yeah. What are you doing? And by the way, I hope we get a little bit of that in that Netflix show. I'm not sure when it'll actually air, but it's they're filming the whole season. I don't want any bleeps in the Netflix show. Give me the raw emotion. That's what I hope we get there. It's the same people that did the uh, F1 series. Have either of you watched that, by the way? No, 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 no. I know nothing about Formula One. I still don't, but I did get into that show once I knew it was the same producers just to see if I'd like it. Still don't know a whole bunch about it, but... Boy, there was a lot of drama. So I'm hoping the Bryson and uh, you know that type of story with Kepka, they just blow that sucker out of proportion. Give us the the true hate with any, whoever. Any sort of NFL films type vibe. Yes, I'm in. Yes, behind and that's the scenes, what it's supposed honesty. To be. You know, I, I love that authenticity of it. I'm in. I'm in. If you can create that kind of documentary chronicling the golf season, you'll have a viewer, no question, in me. We're do a break. Still want to share a little bit of Tiger Woods. Golf Hall of Fame induction speech with you before we get out of here, and maybe one or two more comments from Jay Monahan. But coming up next, Oklahoma freshman standout golfer Drew Goodman. We had the chance to catch up with him yesterday, and well, he has been absolutely like pretty much everybody on this OU men's golf roster. He's been on fire, but just a freshman, super, super talented, and we'll share that with you next, right after this quick timeout here on the Ref. It's the Gimme Zone. Welcome back in, everyone. It's the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. We welcome now to the show Oklahoma men's golf freshman standout Drew Goodman to the show. Drew, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Hey, what a start to your career here with Oklahoma. Three top ten finishes already, including in your most recent event down at the Southern Highlands Collegiate where you finished tied second out in Las Vegas. So from the outside, it looks like an electric start to your career with the Sooners, but how do you feel your season has gone so far, dating back to the fall and now first couple events of the spring? And what was working for you out in Las Vegas? Yeah, uh, I mean, this season has been really, really fun. Uh, obviously, it, it probably looks like we're having a good time, and, and we definitely are. Uh, I mean, coming in as a freshman, there's a lot of pressure, so uh, – kind of battling through the, the first couple of, of qualifying sessions that we had was, was pretty tough. But uh, I kind of found a little momentum there at the beginning um, and then had a, a little struggle but toward the end. But uh, yeah, coming out this spring, I just felt really good about my game. I think everybody kind of came out really fired up to play. Uh, we were really loose. When we have fun, we, we tend to play really, really well. Um, we, so we got it going in Puerto Rico. As far as Vegas goes, I uh, – I mean, it's as simple as I think I hit the ball really well. Uh, didn't quite get enough putts to go down to kind of catch up to Patrick. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just have a lot of fun as a team. And uh, when I can keep myself loose like that, I'm, I feel like I'm going to play pretty well. Dating back just a little bit further to the fall, at the Carmel Cup, you finished tied sixth. Then at the Marydale Collegiate Invitational, tied 11th. Just early in your career, before we even get to this spring where now you have back-to-back top tens, what did those first two couple of finishes mean for you? Yeah, it was definitely a big confidence booster. Uh, I mean, when you come in, you kind of have heard for so long about uh, 
you know, trying to elevate your game uh, to get ready for college. But just being able to stick to the game plan that I had, uh, being able to trust what I had, um, and then to see it, you know, pay off in a couple of, of good events to start things out. It was it was just a huge confidence booster because now I know that I definitely have the the game to compete. There's no reason for me to be afraid of, of playing with anybody out there, uh, which I think is kind of a, a good uh, – that's a good indication of how our entire team thinks. We've got 10 guys that could go out there and think the exact same thing. So just seeing that I could play with everybody was a, a huge boost. Talking with Drew Goodman, Oklahoma freshman golfer on the top-ranked team in the country for the Sooners. So when fans get to watch Drew Goodman play golf, what are they going to get to see? Describe your game a little bit for me. What does your game look like? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, lately, I've just been I've been hitting the ball really well. Uh, me and Blake Lorenz like to talk about uh, ball striker strike. So that's kind of where I've been at right now. Um, typically, I've been a really good putter. I've had a couple struggles right now, but. I, I'd like to say I'm just I'm leaning on the ball striking a little bit. So hopefully I could if somebody's going out there I could put on a nice little show for them um, and and make a couple putts here and there. I like to I like to have some funs ar- around the greens too. So it, anything I can do to kind of make it make it fun and put on a show I'm I'm I'll do my best. Everybody likes the showman, Drew. That's that's positive <laughs> for the fans. They love that. As we think about the start that you're off to here at OU, I wonder a little bit about how much your past experiences, even before joining Oklahoma, helped ready you for what you're seeing with this team right now. When you look back on it and think about it, what did wins at the 2018 Under Armour Jordan Speed Championship and then the 2019 Bass Pro Payne Stewart Championship, what did those do for you in your career? Definitely. I think the the main thing is that once you kind of get to that AJGA level, you you have to realize you're playing some uh, a little bit bigger time golf, and obviously it gets even bigger at the college level. But just in those junior events, going out and feeling those nerves coming down the last few holes and competing really really hard for for wins is a great uh, it's it sets some great building blocks in place for you to to get to college golf. So winning those events showed that I had the game to, to compete and just kind of having that, it, it was really fun for me to compete in those events. So just getting the chance to, you know, duke it out with, with some really good players and then to come out on top some of the times, it gave me a lot of confidence. And I knew if I kept working really hard, that my game was going to be in a really good place. Oklahoma men's golf freshman Drew Goodman in the house with us right here on the Gimme Zone. One of the other cool events that you got to compete in multiple times before you ever signed with OU was the Red River Challenge. Now, for those that are unfamiliar, take us through what is the Red River Challenge and what did it mean to you be what did it mean to you to be on the winning side of that three times? Yeah, uh the Red River Challenge was a it was such a fun event. Uh so for those who probably don't know, uh, it's probably about 40 guys and girls from both Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, some of the best players from both each of the local tours, we'd go down to Dornick Hills, uh, and play, we play down there. We had, there was a team competition, uh, where you get paired up with, I think it was four other guys. Um, and you play against four people from, 
uh, the Texas team. And it was just a, it was a fun time to, to get to play on the same team as a lot of guys I played against in local events. Some of the guys that I'm still pretty good buds with, but just having a, a tournament to compete as a, as a team. And that was really fun was a, it was, it was an awesome time. Um, I, I've also had some good, good luck down at Dornick. It's one of my favorite places to play. So individually it's gone well for me down there too, but just having a lot of fun with the guys, that tournament was so much fun. It's definitely something I'll look back on and, uh, and smile about. Anything about that course that you just love, or is it just a place where it seems like good luck has found you? <laughs> I honestly don't know. It, it's, it's kind of quirky. Um, so if you, if you play pretty smart golf, you can probably, um, get around there and, and not too, not too many strokes. I, I know it just got redone where the team's actually getting ready to go down there and, and, and play there. Um, just a little team trip. And I'm, I'm interested to see how it's changed cause they just redid it, but it, it was just so much fun for me, for me to play. And, you know, when you play well, I guess that also puts it pretty high up on your list. That would typically work out that way. You play well somewhere, you, <laughs> yep. you like the course. Drew Goodman hanging out with us, Oklahoma freshman golfer. A couple more and we'll get you out of here. So you come to Oklahoma from Christian Heritage Academy right here in the Oklahoma City Metro. What sold you on signing with Oklahoma? Yeah, uh, man, it was a pretty easy decision for me. Uh, overall, I committed pretty young. I think it was the day before my sophomore year started. Uh, but I'd known Coach Hibble for a long time. I'd been to his camps and just kind of being around the atmosphere of the Oklahoma program, it fit me really well. There's a real kind of underdog grinder attitude here where uh, we can we feel like everybody everybody thinks we're not quite going to be good enough, and then and then we always come through. Uh, that really stuck out to me. I went on a visit to OSU, and it's an awesome program, but uh, it just didn't seem to fit quite as well. So when Coach Hibble gave me a call, it was it was a no-brainer um, to stay close to home, to you know, to get to play for one of the best athletic departments uh, in the entire country. It, it was super easy for me. Uh, I couldn't say no. Well, I would say you've made a wise decision here. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> you're at Oklahoma. You're a part of the nation's top-ranked team. And you just think about all the individual and team success. Logan McAllister wins at the Carmel Cup from Pebble Beach. Chris Goddard up at the Puerto Rico Classic. Patrick Welch just in your last event at the Southern Highlands Collegiate. That's just the individual championships. Of course, your team of victory at the Merido Collegiate Invitational, the East Lake Cup, the Puerto Rico Classic, and again, most recently, the Sooner Sweep down at the Southern Highlands Collegiate. For you, What's it like getting to play on this powerhouse of a program right now with this group of teammates? Uh, it's it's competitive. Uh, like I said, there's so many guys that can go out there and and play really really well for us. But just having those guys around that are that like Logan and Chris that are super super good, just to kind of see the confidence they have in their games and and getting to play with them so much, I think it rubs off a little bit. And you just I, and watching watching Patrick hit a golf ball is unbelievable. It's so nice. Just kind of being around them, I I feel like their competitive spirit and just their confidence, I think, kind of finds its way into the whole rest of the team. And we just kind of feed off of it. They're they're awesome leaders, but 
we're always kind of chasing each other. So obviously they've won. Um, I feel like I'm playing well to where I can win. So just that attitude of pushing each other, I think is going to be really helpful for us coming down the stretch. And I think we're going to be in a really good place here in, uh, here in three or four months. Come, come the natties. Off to the men's NIT next from Omni Tucson national beginning next Friday. What do you know about the event and how, how do you think it suits your game? Well, I used to uh, I used to live in Tucson. It's kind of born and raised uh, for the first ten years, so it's it's coming back home uh, a little bit for me. But uh, I've been out there a couple times. Uh, it's going to be an awesome event, a uh, stronger field than I think has normally been there. I think OSU and Texas are both going to be there, so we'll get a little rivalry stuff going, I'm sure. But uh, coach says it's going to be playing uh, decently easy. He said is is what it's usually like, so. Just go out there and, and try to shoot some low scores. Well, Drew, best of luck to you. I say it every single week on this show. We're beginning to get very spoiled with the Oklahoma men's golf program because it seems like every single week somebody's doing something special, if not just the team outright itself. But, hey, really appreciate your time, man. Good luck here coming up next weekend down in Tucson. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hope we can uh, put on a good show for the rest of the year. Just about quitting time for us here on the Gimme Zone. Big day of Oklahoma baseball ahead right here on the ref. So we told you Tiger Woods inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame. And here was a little bit from Tiger Woods' induction speech. Obviously, we didn't know that I, we were going to have enough money for me to go to college or top college or be recruited. So my family made a tough decision. And at the age of... 14 and a half, we took out a second mortgage so I could go out and play the AJJ tour. Mom stayed at home, dad traveled, and we went and played. I played the AJJ tour on our second mortgage. So without the sacrifices of mom, <laughs> dude took me all to those teacher golf tournaments, dad who's not here, but who instilled in me this work ethic to fight for what I believe in, chase after my dreams. Nothing's ever going to be given to you. Everything's going to be earned. If you don't go out there and put in the work, you don't go out and put in the effort, one, you're not going to get the results. But two, more importantly, you don't deserve it. So there's Tiger Woods' Golf Hall of Fame induction speech. And obviously emotional when thinking talking about his parents anytime he gets to the point where he's reflective about his father it seems like that's enough to get tiger a little bit choked up and again his mom as well right there brian yeah no he you you just have to respect tiger though i mean a i think his family's tremendously important to him his mom and dad and then two he hit the nail on the head. You got to put in the work, and that guy put in the work and got it done. And you have to you have to really respect somebody that can elevate themselves to that level by putting in the work. Nobody's born a natural professional golfer. Okay, one minute picks. Who do you guys like? We've got a lot of players championship left, but who do you guys like? I'm gonna go with a crazy one, but Scotty Scheffler. That's who I think wins this tournament. He's four under. Who's to say he can't just stay hot? 
Brian, what do you think? I'm going with Abe Answer, Mr. Straight. I love it. Yeah, I hope uh, we get to see a sooner in the win column. I'm going to say that the leader, Tommy Fleetwood, wins this thing. I'm going to be boring and say that the first PGA victory comes for Tommy Fleetwood. Going to be fun, though. Going to be a Monday finish, we think. Hey, thank you to all of our guests, Elite Roofing Systems and the Territory Golf and Country Club. That's it for us. We'll do it again next Saturday as well, right here on The Rev.